0: trees went out to name themselves a the king this, this is grace talks a production of martin, martin umc an open and inviting united, united methodist, methodist church Lord, in martin michigan a co-charge Lord, with Lord, shelbyville united methodist, methodist church, Lord, church which worships on Lord, sunday Lord, at 11 a.m martin worships church. sundays at 9 30 a.m and we would love to see you Will there you but the olive tree said should i stop making oil that i know's human beings Our scripture text today comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 1. Now the next day, John the baptizer saw Jesus coming towards him, and he declared, Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks ahead of me, because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but I came baptizing with water for this reason, that he might be revealed to Israel. The next day, John again was standing with two of his disciples, and as he watched Jesus walk by, he exclaimed, Look, the Lamb of God! The two disciples heard him say this, and they began to follow Jesus. And when Jesus turned and saw them following, he said, What are you looking for? And they said to him, Teacher, where are you staying? And he said to them, Come and see. And they came and saw where he was that day. And they remained with him. And it was about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said to him, "'We have found the anointed, the one who is called the Christ.'" He brought Simon to Jesus, who looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John, which is to, you are to be called Cephas, which is translated Peter, meaning rock. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be pleasing to you, God, our Lord, our Savior. Amen. So I wanted in this sermon to be a bit more poetic and perhaps even a bit more whimsical than usual. What is faith, after all, without a little bit of whimsy? I want to talk about that gift known as childhood, a gift that we never really appreciate until it's done, until it's over. Childhood always seemed to carry with it this sense of mystery, this sense of wonder. If you dig in the backyard long enough, you can find a T-Rex skeleton waiting for you. If you jump into the cardboard box or in the old minivan sitting in your driveway, you can be transported to the farthest reaches of space or to the deepest of seas. Childhood stands as a time of wonder, a time when there is still this mysterious world of grown-ups with their bizarre rituals and practices that we're not old enough to do yet. And so we would play make-believe. We would imagine, we would pretend as though we are living in the world of the big folk for ourselves. And then the day comes when we're slowly initiated into those adulthood rituals. Things that we weren't allowed to do suddenly become things we're granted access to. Our childhood cries of, me too, or what are you doing? are finally answered in a way that allows us to participate, to take part in. Simple acts like doing the dishes or mowing the lawn or preparing dinner with that gleeful exclamation of, I cooked this myself. Will these become these incredible acts signifying the entrance into adulthood, the entering into a new world? In some respects, this is what's happening in this passage. The two soon-to-be disciples are told by John that here is the Lamb of God, the one John has been waiting for. And they, like the excitable children that they are, want to see what this Christ is doing. And so they ask, where are you staying? And Jesus, like the coolest uncle ever, says, come and see. I have been a Christian all my life, and the most exciting part about it has always been that sense of call. That call to servitude, that call towards radical discipleship, that call to a new adventure in which Christ is both goal and guide. A call to lead into something better, deeper, better, and more mysterious. It is that mystery, that sense of wonder that we are invited into by Christ's words, come and see. Christ, as portrayed in the Gospel of John, is that central mystery, the logos, the reason, the word, the word made flesh. He is that which invites us into a mystery that we can never plumb the depths of. A mystery that some who are more poetic than I would call the radiant darkness. A mystery towards which the book of Job asks, can you fathom the mysteries of God? Can you probe the limits of the Almighty? They are higher than the heavens above. They are deeper than the depths below. The mystery of God, of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is that which we stare ever into and yet remain unable to fully pierce. Unlike our days of childhood where the mysteries of life were, the mysteries of life that we sought to uncover were soon discovered to be actually quite mundane, as they became the usual. The things that we once saw in great saw as great and wonderful suddenly became just a regular part of life, and even that great mystery that was a driver's license and the ability to drive soon just became a part of day-to-day living. The mystery of Christ, though, the mystery of God is one that's different. It's one that's beyond our comprehension. It is incomprehensible in that it speaks to a radical and a divine love, a passion for all things that goes beyond words, a light so pure that we can't help but fall silent in the face of it as we see how it shines through all things and displays a glorious theophany. Theophany being one of those fancy church words for a great unmasking of God's glorious radiance. Shining through all things like a million billion fractals of ice, shining all around us. A radiance that shines like a fire, like the burning bush of Moses. When Moses entered into the cave, when Moses entered into the wilderness, he saw a bush alight with fire that was not consumed. And so this invitation of come and see serves as an invitation to both the new Christian and the old alike. It should cause our hearts to burn, to sing with joy and excitement every time we hear it, because it always seems to be leading us into something new. It always seems to be leading us towards some new relationship, some new vision of light and love on full display. It's always leading us towards a fuller revelation of God's love shining in and for all people. And it should cause us to cry out with the grieving as we see in them the body of Christ whom we share. One of my favorite hymns speaks to the mystery, speaks to the mystery of Christ's love shining both in and out. And I'm not going to try to sing it because I keep falling off key when I practice. But it's number 363 if you want to look it up later. And it's, And Can It Be?, written by Charles Wesley. And the verse is in verse 2 that continually, continuously draws me back, saying, "'Tis mercy all the mortal dies.'" In what who can explore his strange design, in vain the firstborn seraph tries to sound the depth of love divine. Tis mercy all let earth adore, let angel minds inquire no more. As Charles Wesley, the brother of John Wesley, the founder of Methodism, once poetically wrote, even the angels, even the heavenly beings, ponder at the depths of God's love and are even they left wondering in vain. Even the angels are left to ponder the mystery of a love so great that it fully and entirely poured itself out. And so we wonder then, at this calling, at this call towards such a great mystery, of this call to adventure that some might call it. Now, anyone with an interest or a background in literature might know there is a concept most commonly recognized as having been systematized, of having been recognized by Joseph Campbell in his 1949 book, The Hero with a Thousand Faces. This concept is simple. Within all of our literature, there exists a sort of monomyth. That is a singular story that we repeat over and over, and every one of our stories falls into it to some extent. We call this the hero's journey. And rather than regale you with the whole of it, that might be a later sermon. I want to focus on the first stage of the journey, the call to adventure. The call to adventure is that moment when the hero of a story is given some piece of information that calls them into the adventure. And of course, it looks different for every hero in every story. For Luke Skywalker, it's being told by Obi-Wan to learn the ways of the Force. For Frodo Baggins, it's being told that the magic ring he holds is the one ring. For Dorothy it's the instruction to follow the yellow brick road. For Jimmy Stewart, or rather George Bailey, it's that wish that he'd never been born. The hero's journey is a sort of transcendent narrative structure that seems to appear either consciously or unconsciously in all the stories that we tell. And maybe the reason this story, this hero's journey, keeps showing up is because it reveals a truth about our own lives. In the case of our own discipleship, it certainly seems to be the method of our own walk with Christ. Christ, who invites the two men, the two disciples to come to him, who come to him to come and see, invites them into their own hero's journey. He offers them a call to adventure. In the language of our faith, this is what we call the call to discipleship, a call to leave the confines of the comfortable life we know behind and to move instead into something new, to move into a life in which we work through the power of the Spirit within us to conform more fully to the image of Christ. For as we may remember, the word Christian itself means little Christ. But this call to adventure is one that takes us to places unknown and perhaps even into danger. And at the risk of running, at the risk of a second Lord of the Rings reference in one sermon, I'm going to do it anyway and say the call to adventure can be a dangerous business going out your door. You step out onto the road, and if you don't keep your feet, there's no telling where you'll be swept off to. For some of us, the path of discipleship leads us to interact with the poor and the marginalized in our own communities. For some of us, it takes us beyond the confines of our home where we're familiar with. It did lead me, for instance, to you find people. For some of us, it leads us into places we could have never guessed we'd end up, places that lead sometimes into danger. As the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., whose birthday we celebrate tomorrow, learned all too well. Because this is the truth of following Christ's invitation, following that invitation of come and see. Because when we follow, there's no telling where we'll be led. There's no telling what it is that we're going to see. There's no telling what's going to happen. The danger of our modern Christianity is that we run the risk of sanitizing Christ, of making Jesus look a little too much like us. But this is not the case. The lives of the disciples, after all, the lives they were invited to, were ones of uncertainty. Christ led his disciples into homelessness, into rejection, into poverty. He led them quite literally to the cross. Eventually, they were led even to their own deaths. As we remember, Peter is remembered for having also been crucified. Recognizing the uncertainty and the danger of this Christ who calls us to come and see reminds me of C.S. Lewis who wrote when referring to his allegorical Christ figure Aslan told us that he's not a tame lion. In other words, following a homeless, a homeless itinerant Middle Eastern rabbi claiming to be God will often lead us into a future that is uncertain at best. And so to wrap it all up, when we receive that call to adventure, when we receive that invitation to come and see, we should never expect that things are going to stay the same. When we pursue the mystery that is Christ, we pursue that which we can never fully comprehend, that which might ask everything of us, that which is always drawing us deeper and yet it is that very unfathomable it is that very unfathomable depth which calls us towards greater love greater service greater mercy peace and justice towards our neighbors our neighbors who christ shows us are friend and enemy alike amen